In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I bet you thought that was Paul. Nope, it's Ian. I'm here with Jack. Jack, we couldn't keep the streak of Paul shows in a row, but we'll find him again soon. How are um, you, buddy? We needed to take a break. This it was not Paul for anyone. Um, I'm doing. Yeah, good. he's uh, getting a little jealous of your uh, your your rise to fame, huh? Hey, he's got more hair than me. <laughs> it's good competition. <laughs> Neither of us are doing well in that in that bout. Um, good beard, no hair. Um, so today, we did the Ravens yesterday. We're going to touch on personnel groupings from the 2020 season because. Um, we hear loads of chat about, hey, we always play two tight ends. We always do this. We always do that. So we're just going to break it down and look at sort of all the skill guys, how often are different ones on the field, just to get a real, really good flavor for that, because it will sort of justify what the team might do and what, what the team's looking at. Obviously, some stuff can move around next offseason if Stefanski tweaks the scheme. But overall, I'd expect it to be similar to the numbers we're going to go through. Yeah, and as everybody knows, this these things change from year to year. It's just there's a lot of always misinformation out there. I like we all watch the games, yet we all come away with a different perspective of the game, which is always very interesting. So, you know, it's it's really good sometimes to just sit back at the end and say, Okay, what did we do this year? How did we run? You know, I, I just happened to notice and I said it at the top, I said, uh, the Browns seem to have used three tight end sets, meaning one running back, three tight ends, more than anyone else in the league. Jack, did they? Yeah, quite comfortably. It was uh, it was crazy when you start looking at the numbers. It's nearly fifteen percent of the Browns snaps, um, and there there was no one else sort of in the same range. You got sort of New York at ten percent, um, a couple at eight, um, Tennessee at nine, um, and then everyone else is sort of six percent or below. Um, and then the exception is New England, um, obviously famous for running multiple tight end sets at zero. And amazingly, there was situations, not very many, but 0.2% of the time, the Browns had Najoku, Hooper, Stiff Arm Steve, and big play Harrison Bryant. So we had four tight ends on the field. But twice as often as that, at 0.4%, we had no tight ends on the field. Completely tight end free. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that the Browns only ran twice as many plays with no wide receiver, I'm sorry, no tight ends, Versus with four tight ends, is that normal? Uh, is that normal? <laughs> it, it's not many snaps either way, so it doesn't really matter. But the the general thing to sort of see here, and we'll start with tight ends before we go on to the other positions. Um, so at fifty point six percent of snaps, there was one tight end on the field. So over half the time, the Browns only had one tight end. Then we've got thirty four point two percent, which was two tight ends. And then 14.6%, which was three tight ends. So effectively, you're looking at 50% of the time, you've got one tight end out there. A third of the time, you've got two tight ends out there. And what's 50, 15% breakout? So one in eight, um, 
you've got three tight ends out there. So it's very much, it's, it's still just one, one tight end out there the majority of the time, um, which is sort of something important to add. Um, and then it's just under half, you've got two or more. So tight end two isn't as valuable a position as people think. Obviously, it's important you've got to have your depth and everything, but it's not a starting role per se. Now, Jack, if the Browns did a little shakeup in the wide receiver room, is there a possibility that they could possibly bump up that two tight end production? You know, I know we've talked about it in previous shows, but in the unfortunate events, maybe they move on from Jarvis and keep Najoku. Could we see maybe a little bit of bump up in that percentage? I I certainly think that would increase that amount because almost Jarvis runs similar uh, routes and stuff to a tight end in terms of depth. He's getting down the field when he's receiving that ball. Um, So I certainly believe that that would, if you moved on from Jarvis, you would play more of Njoku. Even if it's Njoku slightly broken out from where a tight end would normally line up to being in the slot, I I think that would definitely lead to a more tight end usage. Yeah, and and, and I mean, let's be honest, we've all talked about the Browns needing to get a little bit faster in the wide receiver room. So in this, in the spirit of our wide receivers breakdown, you're talking about 1% with no wide receivers on the field, which obviously you're talking about running backs, tight ends, 22% of the time. So just a little bit over one fifth of the time, having one wide receiver, 32% of the time, having two wide receivers and then three wide receivers, 43.9% of the time. And then four and five negligibly 0.1 and 0.2. We actually had more snaps with five wide receivers on the field than four, which is unique, but if the Browns were to add that speed element, you know, that guy that's going to stretch the field, I really think you're talking about maybe a slight increase in usage in the three wide receiver set as a, maybe even a little bit of uptick in the two wide receiver set. Um, and that's just because now you're, you're running different routes. So, you know, we talk about how wide receivers are running to different points in the field and you've you know done several articles about how the Browns really focused a lot of their their efforts in a certain window of the field, that kind of zero to 20 yard window. So you have a lot of guys running a lot of different mesh concepts or a lot of different pick routes or, you know, whatever you want to call them. Well, if you all of a sudden have a guy now that can get down the field and get down there fast, you're talking about it just a little bit different of a style of offense. The Browns didn't have that when Odell left. So, you know, I'd be curious to see if there was a breakdown of these stats with Odell without Odell. Cause I know everybody in, Brownsland thinks that Baker suddenly got better when Odell left, but you know we already proved that to be nonsense. So it, it is unique. I mean, I think the other one is running backs. You know, that was the other one, the whole Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. And I mean, Jack, look what the numbers say about that. Yeah. So just looking at sort of the running backs, you've, you've got 0.2% of snaps where there was no running back. Obviously you've got fullbacks in this. So it's looking at total backs. Um, and then in terms of one running back out there at a time, you've got 83.6%. And there was only 16.2% of snaps where you had two running backs. You never had any more than two. Um, and that's including sort of your Janikowski. Um, Andy Janovich. Janovich. Um, Not Sebastian Janikowski. <laughs> um, and that's sort of an interesting thing to note because you can't pay crazy money to two running backs when you've only got one out there. Um, and if you look at the team as a whole, you've got four position, four skill positions that play over 50%. That's running back one, tight end one, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. They are the only four that they're out there 50% plus 
Then you've got sort of the interesting one of tight end twos, 49%, wide receivers threes, 44.2. So you've very much got four dominant positions that you need to know who them guys are. Obviously, these numbers aren't looking at rotations and, hey, do you need to take guys out and rest them? But it's looking at sort of where that usage is and sort of where the sort of more rotational bit is, which is your tight end two and your wide receiver three, which is your second tight end and your slot wide receiver. That That's the guys that are playing somewhere in that 40 to 50 range. Um, and that's effectively making up the rest of your offense. Once you get to the other stuff, yeah, you've got your third tight end. What is just shy of 15%. It's not really much. Your second running back, 16.2%. These guys at 15%, you, you don't want to pay any money to them. Um, you can get away with sort of a rookie deal or min vet, a vet minimum. You don't want your 11th highest paid running back in the NFL to potentially be out there 16.2% of the snaps. Yeah, and I think the one thing is, is you know, and a lot of the stuff we're talking about, guys, are obviously reflections from last year and just what they did because, you know, we obviously have Hollywood Higgins going into free agency, begging Andrew Barry to go ahead and give him a contract. You know, you have the, the kind of question in the room of whether or not both Jarvis and Odell get back for next year. You have the question of who's going to be the deep threat. So you could see a seismic shift, you know, if all of a sudden David Njoku gets moved on, as we talked about in the earlier show, you know, how do we adjust accordingly? Are we going to use as many two tight end sets? You know, is Harrison Bryant ready to step up and fill that role? You know, there's a lot of questions. So this is one of those things where year to year, as Stefanski continues to be the coach. And yes, I did say that we would have a coach more than two years, Browns fans. I know that that is just a very unique thing. It's a feeling, frankly, we're not used to. We had the coach of the year. So over the years, we're going to kind of monitor this and see, you know, at the end of the year, at the end of the day, if we're three years in different personnel and we're percentages are all within the same, well, then we kind of know the Stefanski offense. But all of a sudden, if we have a lot more talent at wide receivers and we see that bump up, then we know he's catering the offense to what he has. So it's one of those things where we just like mentioning it, you know, kind of dispelling that thing where, oh, you know, they don't ever do this. And it's like, well, the Browns led the league in three tight end sets and, you know, and 15% of the time they had two running backs on the field at the same time, 85% obviously with one, but you know, just some, just some things to notice. And, you know, we talk about the fullbacks and a lot of that stuff and Hey, Stefanski is going to adapt. He even said it in his presser the other day, talking about he has to get better as a coach. So these are the numbers that I plan on just kind of tracking over the years, just to see how they evolve as we continue to have the same coach. Yeah, and it's just really important to always come back to that point because lots of people think, hey, you're you're a three-wide receiver offense, you're a two-tight end offense, and then you're going to play 80% of snaps in that sort of mold. And that's sort of something that people, and lots of people like myself that get into sort of roster management tend to start working down that route. And it, it, it's not where you want to go because teams don't realistically do that. Even the ones that, like, the Rams that play insanely high amount of three wide receiver sets, they'll have times when they've got multiple tight ends out there and you need to be able to vary and do different stuff. But it's about going back to those. Every offense has got them four keys. There's one running back, one tight end, one wide receiver and a second wide receiver. Every single offense, they're your four base positions. And then it's what do you do with the next one? And generally it's, usually more wide receiver than we see 
but we're really high in that sort of tight end two usage. Um, and that's why it is a more important role, but you can't pay everyone. So it, while it's probably more of a draft investment, your second tight end, rather than you're paying two veterans, it's still an important position within the offense. Yeah. And remember, we're also going to see the natural evolution of this team. Same coaching staffs coming back. Um, and then now we're going to go through free agency. We're going to see who leaves, who joins in the draft. We're going to see what holes they plug. I would say come May, we're going to have a pretty decent idea of what that offense is going to look like. Now we know that defensively on one, on that side of the ball, what Joe Woods wants to do a lot of dime base nickel, drop as many DBs and safeties on the field. So we kind of know how that's going to look. We just need to get the personnel to get there on offense. As we sequence these contracts, you know, the Browns spent a lot of money on offensive free agents last year to shore up the offensive line and to give Baker, you know, kind of that safety blanket target that he gave with Austin Hooper. So they're going to have to address the tight end position. That's going to change the usage, the running backs, you know, do they extend Nick Chubb? What does that contract look like? You know, obviously Jack is trying to get him on the first, you know, train out of Yuma out of here. We all understand that, you know, Jack's wrong in doing that. You know, our guy, Adam has been saying that just over and over again, we got to just pay Nick Chubb, give him, give him the franchise, give him the farm, give him everything, give him keys to the city, maybe a little golden ticket to the Wonka factory. But, you know, ultimately we're going to kind of see how this offense shapes because they're going to start developing the system. You're going to start seeing, you know, just familiar concepts. And I definitely think that just adding that deep threat is really going to just take a few of those snaps away from tight ends and send it over to the wide receiver run. Yeah. I, I think it might be one of them weird ones where, it might end up balancing out overall because they'll want to play more three wide receivers, but then they might actually go, actually sod the third wide receiver. Let's stick David Njoku in there. Um, so it might be one of them weird ones where we actually see more three wide receiver sets, but the actual tight end number goes up um, just because of the way it balances out. But any last points before we wrap up? Nope. I just like Kevin Stepanski. He's impressive when he talks. I enjoy it. I just sure as hell hope that we don't have another virtual off season. I need some people in there cracking pads and getting better. I just really want to see this team take that, that jump and that growth going into next year and stay safe, do things smart, but let's get back on the field. Yeah, no, hundred percent. The whole coaching staff's back with sort of one minor addition. I forget who it was. It was that little of note. Um, Offensive quality control coach. Exactly. Um, so as always I'm on Twitter it's at Jack Duffin D-U-F-F-I-N Ian where can people find you? Ian19 DM at me in the and if you want to publicly come to the crown but just know that it clap go back go back